Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the five game NBA main slate on Tuesday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. Uh, if you're unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. Link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, now is the perfect time, start of the month. I offer a few different packages, NBA, NFL, and esports package. And I do want to thank the sponsor of the video, Prize Picks. So I was checking the NBA board. Don't see any up for fantasy scores yet. That's usually later in the night or early tomorrow. Um, but yeah, so for, for Prize Picks, there's a couple different ways you can play. The first way is taking over, under, and like points, rebounds, assists, three-pointers made. And the second way is taking over, under, and straight up fantasy points. So if you guys want to try it out, you can sign up using my code DKDFS. That is DKDFS, all one word. You'll get a 100% match up to $100. You can mix and match sports too. They have basically every sport you can think of, football, basketball soccer tennis esports um so yeah if you guys want to try it out make sure to use my code um and again you'll get 100 uh percent match up to 100 dollars. and yeah sorry uh for not uploading guys the last couple days i've been pretty under the weather um been pretty sick the last week but especially the last few days now i did get a test thankfully it's not covid so that's good um but yeah apologize for no videos on youtube still been grinding out the patreon content but yeah just been uh <clears throat> not feeling the best so but feeling decent enough to to put out a video here for, for youtube um so you guys do enjoy all this content make sure to hit that like button subscribe and hit the notification bell so you know when i upload videos and go live okay so before we talk about players and the prices for the five game slate we can look back in the lineup here from monday slate so uh last like a week or so ish i've had an extra having like the worst possible luck worst possible luck so i lowered my stakes i played pretty light tonight and of course First night I play light, my lineup goes off. It's just like, does this just is that just a lock to happen? Like, is it just lock whenever you play light in a slate, you're gonna do amazing? I feel like it literally happens every single time for me. Um, so let's go over my lineup: Maxi, Korkmaz, Batum, Horford, Drummond, Ja, Giddy, and Jokic. Now I did want to get Triple J in there too, um, but uh, after I was making making some changes at, after we knew John Morant was going to play, I originally was going to play Tyus Jones. Can we talk about that for a second? I was like, I, I was telling everyone patrons, hey, you want to play Tyus Jones if John Morant gets ruled out? Well, apparently you want to play him if John Morant gets ruled in too. Do you guys happen to see what Tyus Jones did with John Morant playing? He went for like 40 fancy points. Like what on earth is that? Um, but yeah, I had to make a couple changes. I wanted to get Triple J in there. Still really like Triple J. And if you played, I mean... Triple J was absolutely smashing Jerry Jackson Jr. And then doesn't play the second half, basically, because of just massive foul trouble. It's like, I'm just not surprised. He just, God, that guy is so, such a frustrating. Can you just make, can DraftKings make him 7K again so we don't have to think about rostering him? Because obviously, they're luring us in with a 5.4K price on, on Triple J. But uh, yeah, I wanted some Philly exposure. Basically, I was hammering him. I was like, you should play, I was, I told people, I was like, if you're playing 150, play 150 drumming. Lock him in. The only way he fails is injury or massive foul trouble. Um, I, I wanted Drummond plus at least one more Philly guy. I went to Cork Miles. had a decent game. Maxi, floor game, but it is what it is. Uh, but Toom was one of my favorite value plays. Uh, he had a really, really good game. The game did stay close. I liked Horford. Um, uh, he went for 42 fancy points. was really, really solid. He's been really good this year for Boston. He's stuffed in the stat sheet. Um, yeah, he's played really, really well. I went to Jago at low ownership. He had a really solid game. Um, and then Giddy. Giddy was huge for us, uh, or huge for myself too, and, and for Patreon members of Core Play. Almost 40 fancy points for Josh Giddy. Um, started really slow, uh, but picked it up there. And then finally, Jokic floor game, but uh, I will play Jokic in that spot. And this slate, when the, like, the, the studs didn't really look that great, Jokic was by far 
before uh, you know the slate happened. Obviously, he was he was the best uh, spending up. So that's it for the look back, guys. Had a really really good night. Hoping to keep it going. Here's uh, the look back in the Thunderdome. Um, so they did play Gigi McConnell. I talked about this in live stream too on Patreon. How uh, McConnell? I made a mat. I made a mistake not including him. I got caught up in recency bias. I had TJ McConnell as a core play last slate. Everyone was hating on me. They're like, why? Why are we playing TJ McConnell and Karis LeVert's back? He's a bad play. Well, TJ McConnell at this slate was like 15% ownership in low stakes. In the super high stakes of the Thunderdome, again, as I always say, uh, the, good, uh, the good plays uh, or the um, ownership always condenses in the good plays. McConnell was like very low in the low stakes. He was the chalk in the high stakes, and he smashed. And I... Again, I got bit by recency bias there. Nothing changed with TJ McConnell other than he let me down in a massive way. Uh, lastly, he had two first-half fantasy points when I played him as a core play. Like, really, bro? Really? But, of course, tonight, he goes absolutely off. But, again, that was a mistake on my part. I definitely should have included uh, TJ McConnell in my player pool. 100%. It happens to me from time to time. I tell you, you can't be caught up in recency bias. That happened to me with TJ McConnell. Massive mistake on my part by not including him in my player pool. Um, but yeah, McConnell's a super sharp play tonight. Uh, Giddy, Anderson's a bonus. Uh, Drummond, Gary Trent. Okay. I just, the la- again, the last like week, 10 days or so, I-, I just feel like I'm being trolled by all these players. Like, player lets me down. The next night, they go for a career night. Let me just tell you guys this before we get into the breakdown of the five-game slate. You guys know I hate Gary Trent playing with DFS. I-, I absolutely hate playing score independent players, Okay. The last slate, value was a little bit tough, and he was playing 35 minutes a night. So I'm like, you know what? He was like 4.5K. I'm going to play Gary Trent Jr. You want to know what happened last slate with Gary Trent Jr.? Again, every other game, 35 minutes. I play him, no foul trouble. Let's just play him 23 minutes. No, just 23 minutes for Gary Trent when I finally buy in. I finally buy in, and they randomly cut his minutes for no reason. You guys want to know how many minutes he played tonight? He played 45 minutes. I play Gary Trent. Minutes massively cut, 23. Fade Gary Trent. He plays the entire game. Now, I know, right? No Scotty Barnes. Sure, that's a usage bump to Gary Trent. I don't deny that. But Gary Trent, again, he doesn't do anything besides score the ball. So, like, he can still have a bad game, right? He's, like, he's just going to get more shots up. Whether or not he makes those is questionable. Um, what I was tilting was not the Gary Trent big game. I was tilting the 45 minutes, right? Like, 45? Really? After I play, he plays 23 minutes? Okay, that's the last thing I had to tilt about. I just You cannot make that stuff up. The McConnell game, then the Gary Trent Jr. game. It's just like I'm I'm literally going crazy, guys. I'm sorry. <coughs> I'm literally going crazy. Some of the stuff that's that's been happening so far to start the year. Um let's see, was there any other ownership I wanted to talk about? I, I mentioned that McConnell was a super sharp play tonight. Massive mistake on my part by not including him in my player pool. Um and yeah, Drummond hundred percent owned, as he should have been. You should have played hundred percent Drummond. Triple J was forty percent owned, he was a great play. Great play. But again, just didn't didn't play the second half because he just can't keep his hands to himself. Was on pace for like 40 fancy points. Just unreal. Just unreal there. So if you play Triple J, I completely feel it. I like, yeah, that's just unbelievable. Um, 
yeah, Jokic was chalked to 75% Jokic uh, in the super high stakes. Again, he was by far. What you have to do is you always want to look back, right? It's like it's like checking your homework when you look back and, and you can check out ownership and high stakes. You have to have this mindset of look back before the slate started. You can't look, you can't be results oriented. You have to look back before the slate started and think, all right, did I make any mistakes here, right? You, again, not not looking at results before, like you have to like X out the results. You have to look back and be like, all right, did I make mistakes here? Like think through it, right? Check your work. Um, again, a mistake I made 100% was not including TJ McConnell. So that's it for the look back, guys. All right, let's talk about this five gamer. We have one, only one game out in the Vegas totals. That's the Kings and the Jazz and 219 over under and the Jazz are nine point favorites. So we'll start off the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, the whole team's out. Giannis said a combo probable, but Middleton, Drew, Brooke Lopez, DiVincenzo, all out. Grayson Allen probable too. So we'll start with Giannis and a combo, 11.6K. Really, really like him, right? The entire team is out. He's going to do everything himself. I think he makes for a great spend up. Don't just spend a ton of time telling you that Giannis is a great play. Now this is where things get interesting. The Bucks secondary options. So... Uh, Grayson Allen of 4.8K, I think he plays around 30 minutes, is pretty reliant on the scoring, like doesn't do a lot of the peripheral stats. Um, but again, with basically everyone else out of this lineup besides Giannis, um, I think he's firmly in play. Same with Pat Conton, who had a bad game last game. I'm not super worried. Normally, Pat Conton is a relatively high floor. So both those secondary options are firmly in play. Jordan Awara was the absolute chalk. If you played last slate, was that Sunday? I'll check on ownership in the Thunderdome. He was like 70% owned. So if you played him, don't feel bad. The Sharps are all over him. Um, 24 minutes, five fancy points. Again, though, he does have that floor, right? If you played Summer League DFS, I played Jordan Orr a couple times. He shot like one of 15 in a Summer League game and got me like 10 fancy points in the Summer League, right? So the floor is, is there with Nora. The ceiling is, is high if he can hit his shots, but the floor is very, very low. So he's still in play. Ownership is going to drop after he let a lot of these sharps down last slate. Um, but I still think he's viable in tournaments. Again, though, has a pretty low floor, so just know that. Bobby Portis, I want to see what the restriction is. They said he was on a 15-minute minute limit last game. He played 19 minutes. So if there's no limit for Bobby Portis here, I love him. Bobby Portis is a great point a guy. If he's going to be limited to like 15-ish minutes, then he's a secondary option for me. George Hill, I've been playing George Hill a lot recently um, because Valley has been kind of thin in these slates, and I'm fine going right back to George Hill. He's going to play around 30 minutes. He's not a sexy play, doesn't have insane upside, but probably going to get you around 20 fancy points, and at sub-4K, I think it's a pretty safe option. Um, the rest of the Milwaukee Valley, I mentioned Thanasis. I played him last slate at very low ownership. He played 32 minutes. Now, if he can stay out of foul trouble, then I think he becomes a good value play, but this year with Thanasis on combo is he is always in foul trouble. So I'll just mention that. But he's only 3.1K, so he doesn't need a lot to pay off that salary. Um, Rodney Hood probably is going to be in the rotation too, but he's not going to play enough minutes for me to get to him. I'm right, moving on to Detroit. So um, Jeremy Grant, 7.2K, doesn't really stand. <coughs> Sorry, guys. <clears throat> doesn't really stand out. Um, Sadiq Bay at 6.6K. I think I prefer him to Jeremy Grant. But again, both are secondary options. Olenek got in some foul trouble last game. His minutes have been a little bit up and down, but we know he's a solid point per minute guy. If he plays closer to 30 minutes, I like him for GPPs. If he plays only around 20 minutes, he's not going to be as good of a play. Um, Isaiah Stewart at 5K, the minutes really have not been there for him, so I, I can't go there. Um, Cade Cunningham is uh, is not on the injury report. He played 19 uh, minutes last game, so keep an eye on a limit for, for Cade Cunningham. 
If there's no limit, I like him a good amount here at 3.6K. If they're going to limit him like 20 to 25 minutes, he's still a solid option, a guy that can kind of stuff a statue. He had a bad shooting game still for 15 fancy points last game. Um, God, Killian Hayes. Whoo-wee, he has been awful. Like, God-awful Killian Hayes. Um, don't think I can play him with Cade Cunningham back. Josh Jackson off the bench of 4-7 is in play for tournaments. He's been a pretty productive this year, uh, but not something you can go to with confidence. Our Miami and Dallas. So, Bam and Bio questionable, but he was a full participant in practice. Full expect him to play. I'll start with Jimmy Butler. has been really, really playing well of late. Um, should play mid-30s minutes. I think he's a super safe option, even at 9.1K. I do think Bam and Bio is a little bit too cheap, too. Um, in a competitive game, he probably plays around 30, 35 minutes. So, like both stars here for Miami. Kyle Lowish is a secondary option. Probably going to play mid-30s minutes in a close game. Um, but really is taking a backseat offensively to the other two there from Miami. And Tyler Hero continues to play well off the bench. Should play around 30 minutes. I think he is viable for tournaments, but I don't love the price point. And then the rest of Miami, um, not much here. I, well, I'll just met, I'll tilt this from the previous slate. Dwayne Dedman was by far, far and away the best play last slate. And sure enough, he picks up two fouls in two minutes. Massive foul trouble. He played like four first half minutes. Uh, he was like 30-ish percent in the low stakes that last slate. He was like 100% in the high stakes. So he was the best play by far. And of course, he gets a massive foul trouble. Um, so I just had to tilt that. Obviously, he's not really in play with uh, Bam and Abayo, most likely. And... Um, and that's really it. Like, yeah, you can always play Duncan Robinson and hope he gets hot. He'll play 25 to 30 minutes. Does have an upside, but again, I can't tell you whether or not he's going to hit his shots, right? So he's just a tournament-only play. Moving on to Miami, Porzingis is questionable. Maxi Kleba is out. We'll start Luka Doncic in a tough matchup. I think he's a fine contrarian play. Um, this Dallas team has not been great. Luka's off to a slow start, uh, but we know he can still put up a, a big game, basically any single game. So I don't mind him as a contrarian spend up. Porzingis, don't get me started here. Uh, let down my lineup when I was on when I had that Lakers Spurs stack, and then Porzingis. Ugh. So Porzingis probably going to play in Smash when no one plays him. But if Porzingis is out, like this rotation is, it's going to be weird. Um, I don't want to play score independent Tim Hardaway Jr. Dorian Finney Smith doesn't really stand out. Brunson's now priced about right. He'll play close to thirty minutes off the bench, but five point five can a tough matchup doesn't really stand out. Uh, do, Dwight Powell should play, I would think, 25-ish minutes, maybe a little bit more if there's no Porzingis. I think he's a fair value play. And then with no Kleba, Kleba was playing some big minutes off the bench. Um, you know, what is that going to do? Reggie Bullock might start, but, like, ugh, I just don't think I can stomach playing Reggie Bullock. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with uh, with the minutes here with Maxi Kleba out if Porzingis is, in fact, out. All right, Sacramento and Utah, tough matchup here for the Kings. Darren Fox has really not played well to start the year, just shooting awful. Um, tough matchup here. The price doesn't really stand out to me. Again, as I, as I will keep repeating myself, give the MVP to Harrison Barnes and Miles Bridges. They are the best players to ever play. Harrison Barnes, I'm just – I haven't played him yet. I told you guys this story probably three times now, but – same thing happened last year. And when I finally bought into him, he massively busted, went back to the old Harrison Barnes. He's just playing massive minutes, though, getting a ton of shot attempts up. 7.4K. I'm going to say he's playable. I'm probably not going to play him. If I do play him, fade him. Uh, Rashawn Holmes at 6.3K. If he stays out of foul trouble, he's going to play around 30 minutes. Uh, going up against Rudy Gobert, though, not the best matchup. So make him a GBP only play for me. Halliburton and Heald are both fine tournament options, but neither really stand out. On the Utah side, it's a really good matchup here. 
but they are fully healthy. When they're fully healthy, them and the Suns are pretty similar to me. Um, Mitchell at 8.8K. I don't mind them with Conley in the lineup, though. It does um, you know, take a little bit of a usage hit. So fine tournament option. Gobert at only 8.1K is in play. I hate playing this guy, but yes, he does have upside. Um, Conley, I think, is a relatively safe option, but really haven't seen a big Conley game yet this year. He's been hovering around like 25-ish fancy points. Um, and the rest of this, these guys are just secondary options. One of these guys probably has a decent game, like Clarkson, Bogdanovich, Ingles, Royce O'Neal. But none of them are going to stand out when they're fully healthy. And then I will mention Whiteside, because I do kind of like Whiteside's revenge game narrative here. He's playing big minutes, even in close games. He's playing 15 to 18 minutes. That's really good for a guy, a Whiteside of only 4K, and, and that he's a good point per minute guy. So I actually do like Whiteside a good amount there for value. All right, Pelicans and Sun. So... Um, Pelicans are pretty thin. Um, Brandon Ingram, Devontae Graham, both listed as questionable. We will see if they're going to be able to go. But the one constant for this team so far this year, one of my favorite players, Jonas Valanciunas, is going to play around 35 minutes of the game, stays close. He continues to smash, just super, super consistent, double-double every single game. Aiton might be out too. Once again, I am perfectly fine paying this price point for Jonas Valanciunas. I'll repeat myself again here. If Jonas Valanciunas continues to play 35 minutes a game, or 35 plus, he should be $10,000. I'm not kidding. It, with Zion Williamson out, obviously. When Zion returns, different story. With Zion Williamson out, and JV continues to play 35 plus minutes, he should be $10,000 on DraftKings. He's that good of a point per minute guy. So um, I like JV a lot here. I think the only concerns are potential blowout and foul trouble. That's it. If, he's, if the game stays close and he stays out of foul trouble, JV is most likely going to get you there. Um, again, the rest of the, the Pelicans, so Ingram, if he does play, don't mind him. He's going to try and spend up. Devontae Graham, again, both questionable. Um, if they're both out, then NAW is going to be the clear second guy in this offense. He has not really been shooting the ball well, but like I think he would be firmly in play. And then um, then there would be some value if Ingram and Graham are both out. Like a guy like Josh Hart of 4.9K. I would guess Kira Lewis starts um, for Devontae Graham. So he would become a potential value play there at 3.1K. So, um, yeah, monitor that Pelicans news because um, if Ingram and Graham are both out, there's definitely going to be some value here. Moving on to the Suns. The Suns, like I said, are the Jazz. When they're fully healthy, they don't have a ton. There's not much interest. Well, they're not fully healthy, or they might not be. DeAndre Ayton, questionable. Left last game, did not return. If DeAndre Ayton does not play, let me introduce you to JaVel McGee at 3.4K, who has been smashing in like 15 minutes off the bench. And if he starts, would assume probably at least 25 minutes, don't think twice about it. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Jalen Smith would be the backup center, and he would actually be a decent contrarian spend-up. Was really good in the summer league. Another solid point per minute guy. So, like, can JaVale McGee really play, like, 32, 33 minutes? I'm not sure. Maybe they split it, like, 24 each with McGee and Jalen Smith. If that's the case, I think Smith makes for an interesting contrarian option. And that's assuming Aiton's out. If Aiton's in, you can actually still go to JaVale McGee. He's going to play around 15 minutes off the bench and be productive. But yeah, if Aiton's out, again, don't think twice about JaVale McGee. Um, <clears throat> as far as the guards go, it's a good matchup here for Booker and Paul. Um, I like Booker for tournaments. Um, you know, The floor is relatively low because he's not going to handle the ball as much when Paul is healthy. But 8K in this type of matchup, that looks pretty solid. And Chris Paul, the safer option because, again, he's going to handle the ball more. A little bit of higher floor with the assist. Um, I think both guards are firmly in play, especially if DeAndre Ayton is out. And the rest of the wings, like Bridges, Crowder, Cam Johnson, they're all just secondary plays. I will mention Cam Johnson is really cheap. Um, he's 
probably going to play around 20 minutes. Um, so 3.3K does feel a little bit too cheap for him. All right, finally, Houston and the Lakers, late night hammer. Well, this one's a tricky one because it has some blowout risk. Um, you know, kind of blew out last game. Uh, well, I guess the, the Rockets made it competitive at the end, but, like, that game was never really in doubt. Um, Christian Wood, 8.3K, I think is a fair play. Um, if the Rockets want to keep this game close, you're, it's going to be Wood or, or one of the guards. Kevin Porter Jr., I like the price again in him at 6.2. 36 minutes last game. He's going to handle the ball a decent amount. Um, I think he is a pretty solid option there. Jalen Green, fine for tournaments again, though. Uh, not doing a lot with the peripheral stats, which makes him a GPP only play. Keep an eye on Jay Sean Tate. He is currently questionable, got injured last game. If he can't go, that's probably going to mean more minutes for a guy like Eric Gordon, um, maybe a guy like, uh, where is he? Uh, wait, where is, oh, David Nawaba. Yeah, David Nawaba too, possibly. Like maybe he starts or maybe start Eric Gordon. So potential value there like Gordon's always fine again though he's not gonna do anything in the peripheral stats he's just gonna shoot the ball but he would become playable for sure if Jay Tate is out and I'll continue to mention Alfred Sengen uh, my pick to win the rookie of the year again if he continues to get big this guy is great in the offensive end um you know he's playing around 20 minutes 15 to 20 minutes off the bench um and he's been super super productive so same thing I'll say about Whiteside I think Sengen is firmly in play here for value all right, lastly, the Lakers. This one's tough because there's the blowout risk. And then all the big three should play. LeBron, questionable. He's going to be listed as questionable for every single game. I expect him to play. Um, you know, when the Lakers' big three play, you know, and they're all around 10K, none of them really stand out. Plus, you factor in the potential for this game not to stay competitive. They're all secondary options for me. Carmelo, just don't know what to make of Melo. Um, just randomly goes off 8 to 14, four blocks. It's definitely an outlier. Most of the time, Melo's probably going to hover around 20 to 25 fancy points which in my opinion just makes him a secondary option. Um, Baysmore at 4-2, oh, it's so gross, but he probably plays around 30 minutes. He's been so bad in the offensive end. Um, now, there is one th- piece of news to keep an eye on. That's Dwight Howard. He is questionable. If he can't go, that probably means a couple extra minutes for DeAndre Jordan. Now, what they did last game, they started AD at the 5 and brought DeAndre Jordan in as the backup 5. So they used DeAndre Jordan kind of in that Dwight Howard role, like starting the second and fourth quarter and playing a decent amount of each of those quarters. DeAndre Jordan's a solid point for a guy. So if there's no Dwight Howard, I actually think he's a pretty good value play at that price. And that's really it, guys. So um, that's going to do it for the video today. If you have been enjoying the content, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. I'm, gonna, I'm most likely going to be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow, so make sure to check that out, guys, general Q&A style. Thanks again. Have a great night, and I'll see you guys all tomorrow.